Okay, great. Okay, everyone, welcome to Anonymous Addiction at My Truth About uh, AA, as Bobby C sees it. Today, you know, we hooked up. This is kind of like spontane spontaneity. This is this is what it's all about. Robin texted me yesterday and said, let's do a little chat. I was out, I was on my way to the gym. And Robin said, hey, let's do a podcast. So I jumped back in the house and that's where we're at. Yeah. We're gonna be doing a little podcast today with Robin. Uh, we, we hooked oh, up. Oh boy, we, you skipped your workout. Uh, no, I'm gonna be, I'll be back hitting it. So we're only gonna be on here for maybe about 40 minutes and okay, uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back and hit it again. But uh, this is gonna be an interesting topic and uh, Robin's okay. gonna share her story a little bit. And, and tell you, and it's going to unfold as, as she, she tells us about her adventures during leaving AA and the year uh, in her accomplishments. So go ahead, Robin. I'm going, to, I'm going to give it to you. Well, I want to thank you for first and foremost for people like you who had the courage to be able to speak your truth and share it with the world. And about uh, a year and a week ago, I had this uh, feeling inside my body that I just could not do this anymore. And it was a week before my 29th anniversary in the fellowship. And um, that was the beginning of a real interesting journey up until this point. I'm very, very grateful. Uh, that's the right word because it is the right word for being able to be so broken to be able to receive a, you know, a message of truth finally. So I wanna thank you guys for that. So, so today is August 31st, which is my one year anniversary of being AA free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go ahead, continue, Robin. Oh, okay, I was waiting for you. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, Oh, well, um, if I want to go back to the history of when I started AA, I, I actually went to my first meeting in November of 1981. And that was my first introduction to AA. And uh, I was 15 years old. So my brain has been, in, has been uh, ingrained, I want to say, with the AA 12-step recovery um, information, I'm going to use that word lightly, that information has been in my brain for 40 years. So when I made that decision, uh, a week before my 29th anniversary, which was last year on August the 31st, uh, I, I really felt I had never been in such a dark place in, in recovery. Um, you know, what led up to those events for me to to, for, to make that decision where I just can't do this enough, started at, uh, in about 2014 for me, this, this feeling, my gut has been saying something is not right with whatever I've been doing this for so long. And I finally had a situation that happened in my journey of 12-step of uh, recovery and doing 12-step work where I disagreed with a suggestion and that led me 
to this path and to our conversation right here. So I'm, so as, 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 as ugly as that was, as, as horrible as that experience was for me, it certainly turned out to be uh, an interesting ride this past year. I just, the darkness that I felt, um, not suicidal, you know, picking up a drink is not the solution. I have zero desire. I, I would call myself abstinence now instead of using those negative words. Um, so I enjoy abstinence. Um, and this is my 30th day of abs or 30th year of abstinence. And I, I'm very blessed with good health and uh, I have good people around me. So I'm really fortunate. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, getting back to that last year, it was pretty dark for me. And um, it was like all my lifelines had uh, had gone and my connection to it with my higher power. Um, the sponsorship relationship wasn't working for me. It wasn't working for me. And there was a lot of events that unfolded where I knew I had to have a time out. And so thankfully I was able to sit with that agony of not having a lifeline. I call it like an untethered spirit because I always had somebody to bounce off any ideas that I had in my head as in, you know, I was very loyal, uh, very, very uh, involved in AA for many, many years, circuit speaker, I spoke all over the world, uh, small conferences, big conferences, you know, the Founders Day Roundup, been there, done it. I got lots of cassettes out there. Uh, you know, I was saying, I'm dating myself. I got lots of cassettes out there. Um, and I got some CDs too, I think. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I was really, really involved heavily and heavily involved. I drank every ounce of Kool-Aid that uh, was available within the, within the fellowship. I'd done every job. You know, GSR, secretary, librarian, you know, all that. I've done it all. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're, uh, the, the message is contented recovery. And I can guarantee you, you know, in my 29th year, it certainly uh, I was just basically sober, but certainly not content because of the conflict. My soul was speaking louder and louder as each year went on from that phase of transition that was something that happened in 2014 in my recovery to that it just i my voice got really loud and i got really sick too in the you know between 2014 and 2018 i got really sick i ended up diagnosed with ibs um there was a lot of a lot of health issues that were being addressed to me because i know now you know that spirit my voice my gut my intuition my truth, my truth could not contain in the stomach anymore. So it spoke loud with IBS, I can guarantee you, because that's what I had. I, I ended up with IBS. Um, so I'm, I, I, this journey has just been, you know, it was really, really, really difficult at the beginning not to have that I don't even want to call it a comfort zone. It was a comfort zone, but it was an uncomfortable, comfortable zone. Let me let was, me let me let me stop you right there because that's that's a whole segment right there. I know we could talk so, for no, a long time. No, no, that's that's that segment. I want to cut it. I want to cut it there because it'll continue because I can relate to it so much. And and how I relate to it is, I was 
I was in conflict, and that's what I heard you say. I was in conflict yeah. too. I had this cognitive dissonance. I was back and forth. Yes. It was ambivalence. It was uh, an ambivalence oh. between, am I right? Are they right? What's going on? My spirit's not saying this, but people are telling me what to do. It's, it's almost like I was getting, I, I had to stop being a hypocrite. I had, yes. to, I had to stop being a hypocrite and be finally true to myself. And that's what I hear you saying. So I just wanted to stop you there and kind of relate to the audience that I went through that also. And oh, yeah. And Robin, Robin has, I mean, Robin has been in Alcoholics Anonymous 29 years. Okay. I was in probably about 31, 31. I started going in 1981. Okay. In 81. I can't, I started going in 1984. So we have, we have this bond between us because we were in this, let's just say in this programming system for so yes. many years. And we're, yes. we've been deprogramming ourselves and reprogramming wow. ourselves today. You know? Yes. So yes. And I, the re in the reprogramming for me, the first step of my reprogramming was saying no to getting my, you know, medallion, right? I just couldn't stomach thinking I got to get up there and say how wonderful everything is and how AA saved me. And, you know, there was no, there was nothing, none of the work that I'd done over the years was ever to be acknowledged. And not that that's a big deal either. It just that my truth, every time that I would speak, the truth, my own truth had to be pushed down. Exactly. And that caused a lot of issues spiritually, mentally, but definitely for me, it manifested physically as well. Yes. And, and, and to the audience, we just want to mention that Robin and I believe in abstinence. Don't hold that against us, okay? That's just our choice today. We <laughs> it don't, works for me. You know, it works for me too. It, we're not saying that moderation doesn't work. We're not saying that harm reduction doesn't work or mm -hmm. any other type of method. If you go to SMART, if you go to Refuge, or if you go to Recovery Dharma, or if you believe Absolutely. In, if you believe in harm reduction or the Sinclair method, we're not saying anything against these other modalities. We're saying for Absolutely. us, Robin and I, we yes. believe in abstinence. Now, yeah. but we don't believe in the disease concept anymore. Uh, we don't call ourselves don't. alcoholics. We don't call ourselves alcoholics today. We don't say we're powerless no. because Robin will share her story. If you think she's powerless, okay, she's very powerful because in this last year, if you, if you followed her on Facebook or any of her accounts, you'll see the achievements that she accomplished in this year, which is amazing. Uh, maybe, you was, can, uh, was, maybe you can share a little bit about that, Robin. Well, I mean, I think every day, every day that I was becoming more awake in my new life, it was so scary. And one of the things that I decided to do many, many years ago, um, because my health was declining, was I decided to start exercising again. And I didn't start from any, I wasn't, a, I wasn't an athlete. I always dreamt of being an athlete. I always felt a connection to athleticism, but I never had the opportunity when I was growing up, girls weren't allowed to play sports. Back in the seventies, I wasn't allowed to play tough sports, you know, sports that are not for girls. I was allowed to go to sewing class. <laughs> I did woodworking, <laughs> how I talked myself into that. 
but I wasn't allowed. I always felt that I had this uh, athletic gift and not able to share it, to be able to explore it. So, you know, in my, uh, I think in my 20, whatever year it was, 22 or 23, or uh, sorry, in, uh, in my, uh, when I turned 20 years old in AA, I'd made a, I made a decision that I would start taking better care of my health because I was starting to have issues. And so I, I went to my doctor and he suggested I start weightlifting and pick up, uh, pick up a sport. So I went, uh, another friend of mine said, maybe you should try CrossFit. And so I went into CrossFit at 45 years old. I was 70 pounds overweight. Um, I, my cortisol levels, my hormones were just, everything was a everything, my whole body was a mess, but I had grit and I had the willpower. So I went into the, my first class in CrossFit and um, I said to, I just fell in love with the whole concept of becoming a better, better physically, uh, to be, be a better person physically, to be stronger, to look after myself. So um, I decided to start weightlifting and doing CrossFit and uh, it's been a game changer. Anyway, my, I told my coach shortly after, after falling in love with the sport and really, you know, wanting to learn more, just I wanna learn everything about it. Um, my, I said to my coach, I said, one day I'd like to be a games, a CrossFit game, which is it, the training is just unreal. Um, and everybody laughed at me. <laughs> they laughed at me because, you know, it was a big dream for this, you know, overweight, menopausal woman who hadn't picked up a weight bar or any exercising for quite a long time. And uh, they said to me, Robbie, um, if you're really serious, it's going to take you 10 years, 10 years to become a, a to become maybe uh, qualify for the CrossFit games. And so um, when I, when I, I made that decision and here we are 10 years later, I just, I placed ninth in the world just recently at the CrossFit Games at the 2021 Noble CrossFit Games. And, you know, I didn't get a medal, but I certainly won. I really won. And I just can't begin to tell you how empowering that was for me because I always felt that I was an athlete before I picked up a drink and all that nonsense that went on. But I always felt that I had that in me. And always there was something a roadblock in front of me where no you know that's going to take away time from going to meetings it's going to take away time from all these other things so I never committed to myself until here comes my cat Gord so he might be in the picture here here he is <laughs> so anyway this is my this is my cat Gord anyway so uh yeah I stuck to it and uh here we are 10 years later and I was able to compete and be injury free as well which was great and, at my age. and, and let's just say that that Rob and, and and a few of my other friends that come on the podcast like Joey C you know without a meeting for a year right uh, other people no. might have said other people might have told you Robin you're crazy you're going to go out and drink. Yes. you can land up in jail or institutions yes. or death actually if you leave AA because actually what I found out was Alcoholics Anonymous was it was and the disease concept was taking yes. responsibility for me it was like I they were responsible for for the yes. for the for the things that were going to happen in my life, this disease. Would, so I had something to blame. You know, I could blame the fourth step. I could blame the fifth step. I can blame I didn't do this right. I could blame I didn't exactly. do this right. And it was always something that I did wrong. Anyhow, if if yes. I failed. Now, 
me and Robin happen to stay in, uh, but when people go in and out of the program, this Alcoholics Anonymous programming, they're always, they always have something to blame. This way we don't have to look and be responsible for our own decisions. And today we realize that Alcoholics Anonymous is like a, it's like the government wanting to do, uh, do for us that what we can do for ourselves. So Absolutely. Me, me and Robin are out of that, out of that thing. Oh, to, totally. To, uh, today, and, you I, know, I made, go ahead. Uh, I don't pick up coins either anymore. So these no, coins, I, I don't need a piece. Yeah. These coins. So I don't need that. That's today. Today was, would have been 30 years today. And you're so not going to go. It would have been a big party. Right. And we would have went would have back. Been a really big party. And we would have said how it works. And I would have went up and said, it works if you work it and all this other stuff and told all my story, rehashed everything, you know, exactly. and, 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 and fed, fed all the uh, people that just come into the meetings, fed all the same parroting and all the same messaging and the slogans and all the parroting that goes on repetition, which is the mother yes. brainwashing. Uh, um, e even though repetition can be the mother of skill too. So let's not- Absolutely, stay. there's that balance. Exactly. Finding so, that balance. So what do you what would you say to the audience today about uh, leaving uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and um, uh, not collecting? Because I find the coins and the chips and all the slogans, what they do is they bind us. They enslave mm -hmm. us because of our egos. You know, oh, I got a year, yes. I got to get two years. It's always this carrot and a stick thing. Mm -hmm. So we could go achieve more. And, and you know, yeah. the, py the pyramid is set up so yes. we can go up in ladders of layers of understanding. Because Absolutely. The, because the, the Alcoholics Anonymous program is 12, 12, and 12. You're talking 12 steps. 12 traditions and 12 concepts. A lot of people Correct. don't talk about the concepts. Of course. The concepts bind us to the world. They control the society, the world society. The concepts yeah. control the world society. And a lot of people don't know that because we're we most of us will stay at the lower level of the pyramid. So we don't understand how they hook us up the ladder. Uh, but yeah. What, what, what would you say to the public, uh, to the viewers? Well, you know, I think everybody, if, 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 if AA is not speaking to your heart, if that language is no longer working for you, then just know that there are other ways that you can either continue on an abstinent life or if you want to do whatever you want. See, I can't believe I'm saying these words because my whole life in AA was centered around dogma. And I believe that the dogma and all the little carrots that they would hang in front of you were so, they were, they were good for me and it worked for me for a period of time, let's put it that way. And then it stopped working for me. So that, you know, following intuition, I mean, I have the answers in my body. And my body will speak to me. And if something is not right, it will tell me in whatever form it is that you have your connection with your body or your universe, whatever you want to call it, that spirit, whatever. But I believe that the most important thing for me was to listen to myself. You know, had I listened to myself in 2014, maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation. It's all irrelevant. 
What matters is that paying attention to one's own answers. And that is not, uh, that is not something that I've experienced in AA that my answers or my thoughts were appropriate. Anytime I had any kind of uh, conflict or whatever, when I would run it by somebody in fellowship, you know, it was always, well, what's my part? What's my part? So my part could never be that I was just a good person and somebody screwed me or something. I just could never be like no motives. Just can that not be a reason? It's, it wasn't acceptable. So my intuition told me that even though my brain was saying, well, I have a part in all of this and it's my fault. My heart was saying, Robbie, you're a good person. If I was walking down the street, minding my own business, this is one analogy I'd like to wrap up with. If I was walking down the street, minding my own business, if I'm a sinner or if I'm a, if, you know, my nature is abhorrent and I'm naturally selfish and self-centered. If I'm walking down the street, minding on my own business, thinking about my bills and my problems and my kids and blah, blah, blah. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a young child run into traffic. If I see a child run into traffic, do I sit back for that split second and think about my bills? And if I get injured, then I'm going to not, you know, that I would not help this child. My instinct is to go and, you know, take chance on my own life to save a stranger. My instinct. So how can I be selfish and self-centered if I'm willing to put my life on the line for a stranger or a child? So I never, ever could understand I'm selfish and self-centered. I can understand it to a degree, but my character, my God-given character is I want to help naturally. So my gut tells me what to do. So if your gut is saying to you, this doesn't fit anymore, like AA fit for me for a long time until I became willing to get really honest with myself. And that was a really painful journey, getting honest. So listen, listen to yourself and follow your intuition. And when I did that, immediately help was sent to me, like you and Victor and the orange papers, you know, because I was seeking for more truth. This is just not enough. Yes. So yes. I'm really, in, I'm really in a really, like it was really dark. And I just, you know, trudging through this ether of darkness to find this, you know, sense of following my own intuition. And I'm so grateful that I did that and I continue to do that. Right. That, that, that's one anonymous addiction at My Truth About AA as Bobby C sees it on Facebook, private group. Yes. Don't forget to come join us. And we talk yes. about all this stuff. And uh, this, this is just the first podcast. Robin is going to be doing other podcasts with uh, Anonymous Addiction Podcast on YouTube. We're going to be doing yes. a, a bunch of other things. So I want everybody to just stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe to Anonymous yes. Addiction Podcast. Subscribe and like us if you do. But our yes. message today is, if, if, if you're cut, look, if you're forced in by courts, by yes. your mother, if you're forced into detox or which, if you need detox, please go to detox. Okay. But if you're forced, into the, if you're forced into the rehabs 
and uh, you're going to be fed, spoon fed all the 12 step ideology and the dogma and the religion, because yes. I believe Alcoholics Anonymous is a religion in itself. You're going to be spoon fed that. This, this is for you to listen to prior to going to Alcoholics Anonymous, because once you leave the rehab, they're going to tell you 90 days, uh, 90 yeah. days, 90 meetings, because that's how long it takes for our brains to constantly osmosisly get fed all this brainwashing. Okay. Yeah. If not, come check us out. Check out other different podcasts. Yeah. Check out Smart. Check out Recovery Dharma. Check out a different different modalities. Uh, yes. The life. I process. highly recommend that. And 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 if if you're still in AA, go outside the box. Check other things out. See, 37 years ago, I did not have the internet. I didn't have many choices whatsoever. Exactly. I was told that I was alcoholic. They labeled me. I didn't label myself. So watch who's labeling you. We believe in no labels, no religion, no steps. We don't even need books here at Anonymous Impressions because there's so many free things online today. I believe if it's meant to be, it's free and it's up to me. So Robin, what would you like to close out today because we're going to have you back on well i uh, i share regularly i really enjoy um the pages on facebook and interacting with other women and men that have left the fellowship and it's been really really helpful for my recovery i call it recovery if you want to say it that way loosely it's been really helpful for me to to connect with other people i really thought i was alone i really thought it was i'm the only one feeling like this and you know, I, I, I welcome anybody that has any questions. You can send me a private message um, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. I'm certainly just share my opinions and my experiences and that's it. Um, and I'm not interested in the dogma and all that nonsense anymore. So I really, uh, I hope that if you're out there searching that you may find some uh, hope and value in checking out any of the anonymous pages it certainly really really helped me through this last difficult year especially training and going to the CrossFit games every step of the way I can tell you I just wanted to turn around and hide because I didn't have any lifelines but no I just kept moving forward because I believe I believe that if I just keep moving forward that the right people the right circumstances will come to me because I am a seeker that's right I'm so am I so am I. Yeah. I I am too I yeah. I, I, I love just to, to learn more because my consciousness exactly. is growing. My awareness it is growing. It certainly is. I, had, yeah. I, I am not at a plateau. Never put me on a pedestal because I have always something to learn. You know, you know here, here's another thing we want to just touch base before we leave is we're not anonymous anymore. We're not anonymous anymore. Me, me and Robin and millions of other people, we don't have yeah. to go around saying, Oh, I stopped drinking every day. Okay. We don't have to declare something that we should have been doing a long time ago. Anyhow, mm -hmm. not, not abusing because I understand today that it was, it was a problematic habitual habit that I had. So yeah. it's just like, I don't go around saying, Oh, I don't smoke today every day. So we're not anonymous. Nobody gives a shit. We're, Nobody we're not, cares. We're not anonymous. We're talking about this. These podcasts are about life the journey of life. We're mm -hmm. uncovering, recovering, and discovering the truth about 100%. society 
about yes. the world, about ourselves, and about the universe. Yeah, so, and the discovering part is such an adventure. When you get let go of the dogma and you be free of the labels and the should have and the would have, and you have to do this and dangling the carrot, you gotta make coffee. You know, you're so free to explore what works for you. You know, if it's art, if it's sports, if it's knitting, or if it's learning about new consciousness, it's all there for you to take it, but you have to go and get it. Right. And the whole thing with me competing this year, it was such a Cinderella story for me because my whole life, it was, no, you cannot do this because my program since 1981 was, it's your pro it's your fault. No, everything is no. Yeah. That's so I was so used to yeah, especially not with experimenting that. and pushing my own boundaries and how far can I go? And so this, you know, this whole thing of going to the CrossFit Games this year, I'm 55 years old. You know, I'm not a young athlete. And I competed with the best in the world. It was an incredible Cinderella experience. That's amazing. So whatever it is that makes you happy or makes your soul sing, go for it, man. Just go for it. Yes, beautiful. That's, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's the message that we want to convey that, that we're success. Uh, we're success stories, all of us. And we don't have yeah. to declare ourselves alcoholics, addicts, uh, you know, or all bankrupt, these morally bankrupt. You know, the, the, the steps, the 10th step tells you to continue to take personal inventory when you're wrong, promptly admit always wrong. I always have to be wrong. <laughs> Each day I had to find something wrong with me so I can make amends and do a confession. If that's not, I was, I was raised in a Catholic church. I know exactly what religion is and alcohol. You absolutely do. Yeah, I agree. Today, I agree with that statement. A year ago, I would have just been, I don't know what it is, but I can't stay here. Okay, we're going to leave. Uh, yeah. And how about if we do a part two or we'll talk again. Uh, we can do parts soon. and unknown. Like right. Howard Stern, parts unknown. And, and, and you know what? Right. I think uh, Anthony you, Bourdain. You, you, may, you may bring another guest when you're one of your best friends, Marcy. She oh, may yeah. be, yeah, she may yeah, be Marcy. coming on. She may be coming on. Yeah, in she's future. in Cincinnati. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll leave that up to her if she's uh, anonymous or not. But uh, yeah. Marcy will be on on one of the podcasts pretty soon once we get once we could touch base. Uh, yeah. Kind of well, Bobby, it was really nice chatting with you today. Really great. And what a beautiful day. Like it's my first year anniversary in brackets. It's my 30 years. 30 years. You're abstinence. And, and uh, that window behind you, you're on a boat right now. I live in my boat. I live on my boat in the summertime. Is yeah. That amazing? And I go to it is. You would have told me, you know, that I would be living my dream life. It would be like, uh, I don't know how that's going to happen. You know, and here I am. I'm very, very content. And one more thing I will share before I end. So one of the things that I used to do to my, you know, people do self-harm. You don't even know you're doing it. Like, you know, you have these little habits. And one of the things that I've done for many, many years chew the skin around my nails i can't believe i'm even talking about this on, t on this but i'm i was chewing you know yeah and i always had hang nails and i stopped that's you know amazing. it stopped that's a big and like these are the things that you just you know nobody knows about like why am i why do i have why do i continue to try to harm myself i don't why am i eating myself like why do i do that 
Exactly. I could never get any answers. But when I started listening to myself, the desire to chew on my hangnails have been gone. That's amazing. That's because the, I'm listening to my body. That's the power of whatever our minds yeah. can conceive and believe it can achieve. The, the mind is, yeah. a, is a, an amazing, amazing it absolutely thing that is. We, we have been granted. Uh, yeah, and, and, so and I started using it finally. We don't have to be, we could be, we don't have to be slaves to our minds. We can master our minds. Not that we're going to be mastering it all the time because that mind stream never really stops. It keeps on moving. Exactly. So ladies and gentlemen, anyway. thank you so much, Robin, for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. It. Thank you, you so much. You made this happen because you're the type of I person, did. you're the type of person that, that I, put it into action. You said, Bobby, let's do it now. Let's get it done. Let's get it Let's over. Let's do it now, man. And, I, and, and guess what? I followed your lead and I said, yes, I'm not going to, I said yes to help when I, when I, yes. yes. And I came in here and we did this podcast and the viewers don't forget to subscribe and check out yeah. our next podcast. And Bobby, get to the gym. I'm going to, the gym. I'm going to be going. I'm going to be going. Uh, let's see how okay, I we'll can stop. I'm going to stop recording up here. Let's see. Stop recording. See everybody. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.